LDS Popcorn Talk is not owned or operated by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or any other organization. All opinions and statements made by the host or any other guests are of their own and not of any organization or church affiliation unless otherwise previously stated. Welcome to LDS Popcorn Talk. This is our next episode. And today I wanted to talk about God's hand in all things. And there's a reason for that. And I'm going to tell you what happened that made me think of this particular topic. So this will come in a multiple recording um, phase. And I'm going to apologize right now. I am still a little sick so I might cough grunt snort you know whatever happens but <coughs> see there I go already but anyways so God God's hand in all things now of course the last episode talking about uh, the church and the LGBT community that had a piece of um, in my opinion God's hand in all things but I want to talk more personally about it. So as some of you have probably seen on my on the Instagram page or on um, the Facebook page that I was in Washington in March. Two months ago, I was in Washington and I was looking for houses. Um, well, we found a house, sent everything in, everything was squared away company was going to be moving up there with me. You know, everything was good to go, right? Well, last week, first thing happened on, I believe it was Tuesday. Um, I get called in to my office first thing in the morning and I get told we're not going to be moving up there with you. Um, I'm sorry, this, that, and the other thing, right? So then I started having to look for jobs. Well, over the next couple of days, seeing as, you know, my my company wasn't moving up there with me anymore, so we had to make some more some different plans to get everybody up there cuz work truck all of that stuff was going to go with us, so I was going to be able to tow a trailer with that and now I had to figure something else out. So in that situation I asked, "Can we move in?" couple days early well no response no response no response and then all of a sudden hey it's just not gonna work out so I'm trying to figure out what the heck am I gonna do um, so you know it just hit me hey ask your friend um, about his mom's extra place up in Michigan so at first I'm thinking, this is weird. I have all these plans. You know, it felt right to go to Washington, everything else. But you know what? I've got this prompting. I'm going to follow it. So I follow it and I ask my buddy about it and he calls his mom and then he calls me and he says, hey, it should be fine, but she's got to talk to her husband about it. So, but call her tomorrow and talk to her more about numbers and everything else. So I'm like, okay. So I call and talk to her the following day. Everything's working out. 
Um, it's a lot cheaper than anything here where we're currently living in Colorado. It's one heck of a lot cheaper from the one in Washington and everything else. So that works out. Well, then I'm sitting here going, okay, well, I need to find a job and hopefully it'll pay enough for me to live comfortably out there because it is a lower cost of living state. So therefore it's got to be lower or lower pays as well. Well, I have all this experience and everything else. So I'm looking at, you know, my experience level versus what they pay and everything else for the type of job that I'd be looking at. And sure enough, I'm ready to rock and roll for a job once I get out there too. And it's paying salary more than what I'm making now. So salary helps because my job in the wintertime, you don't get hours. So therefore your paycheck kind of suffers. So everything just kind of worked out. And I had to step back and think about two weeks ago where our car died. I mean, completely died. The engine is done for. And I'm like, okay, so we had to figure that out to get my son to school and getting us up to Washington and everything else, right? Well, it, all this prayer and everything else that I've been doing and talking with my bishop and, you know, what should I do? What should I do? And a f another friend of mine comes out of the woodworks and his wife wants a new car. So they ended up giving us a car. Now, I didn't ask for them to give me a car. I was just like, dude, I don't know what to do. Can you bounce some ideas off of me? Um, you know, maybe to figure this out because I got declined for a car loan and everything else, uh, mainly because I didn't have anything to put down and whatnot. Um, seeing as, you know, we're moving, I, I don't have the funds to just put down on something new. So, you know, it just, it worked out. We got a new car and it, well, a used car, but it's new to us and probably the newest vehicle that we have ever owned. Um, and it's a nice little vehicle. The kids fit in. Yes, we're all crammed in there like sardines, but hey, who can complain when, in my opinion, God moved her heart to help us out and just say, hey, I'm buying a new car anyway, so here's a car. Here's my old car. You can have it for free. If you feel like you want to pay something to me, well, this is as much as I'll take. And I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, but anyways, so all of this happened, and it's just got me re-seeing all of this God's hand in all things type deal. And his hand really is in all things. So, okay, my family and I, we struggle with studying at home. We do. I mean, I study on my own here and there, not every day. Like I've said before, I'm not a perfect member of the church. But I'm trying my hardest to do what I can to get better. So, you know, I've, I've struggled with this my entire life. The only time I was a perfect member of the church was when I was on my mission. And I'm not going to lie. A lot of people I've talked to have said the same thing. Like, yeah, the only time I actually studied my scriptures every day was when I was on my mission. The only time I prayed every day, multiple times a day, probably at least 20 times a day was on my mission. And it's funny 
how we all go to church and we think these people that go to church every Sunday are just these perfect people. And they're not. None of us are. None of us are perfect. All of us have our problems, our trials, our tribulations, and everything else. So that's what I'm just trying to get at is, you know, we have all these problems and we're all just trying to be better. And I think a good way for us to be better is to recognize God's hand in all things. I'm going to go back to my mission and a story that our uh, the Guatemalan Missionary Training Center president told us about one of the former um, missionaries that was in the MTC. He I can't remember what country he was from, but he was uh, Spanish-speaking, of course. But I guess one day he picked up a leaf and he just looked at it and he, and he said, this, he said something along the lines of just, wow, God created this. And now I don't know his education level. I don't know anything about that, but I remember my, our, our missionary training center president, our MTC president telling us that if you think about it scientifically, how complex every little thing in this world is. You can see his hand and his genius and his work everywhere. Also, look at our own bodies. How we start out so small, yet we grow so complex. The neurons that are firing in our brains our cells constantly regenerating. Everything that we do and we are is such a complex thing that how is it that we just came to be without a creator, an all-knowing creator? So that's one way we can look at God's hand in all things, but what about our just daily lives? So like I said, I mean, all this stuff came crashing down on me, and now all of a sudden everything's back into place. So a lot of people might say, well, you felt comfortable, you felt the Spirit going and guiding you to Washington. Well, yeah, I did. I thought that's what was happening. But I also recognize that God may say, okay, yes, you know, this would be a good place for you, but now I have a different option for you. And here's one thing that I recognized, and I don't know if this is why. Um, I don't know if this particular branch president is going to listen to this podcast episode and think, yeah, that's why. Um, but I got to talking to the branch president of the branch that we're moving into um, so little backstory. So I'm in Colorado Springs, Colorado, right? We have, um, in our building, three wards that attend that building. All of them are probably over a hundred at minimum over a hundred in attendance every week to church. This branch average of 38 people attending the branch regularly. 
So, I'm sitting here going, okay, are we just there to boost num? Are we going there just to boost numbers? Are we going there to help grow the church there? I don't know. I don't know what the plan is that God has in store for us going to Michigan. All I know is that I'm going to Michigan and I'm going into a branch that really doesn't have a primary, um, has 38 on average people going to church. Um, this branch president is fairly new as a branch president too. He was called last year in June. So he's he's almost into it a year and which excites me all at the same time. It's really cool. Um, he kind of told me a little bit about it, you know, uh, when he became branch president, they had an average of 22 people showing up. Now they have an average of 38 people showing up. So to me, he's, that just shows me his commitment to the branch and to the area. Um, there's missionaries in the area and, and, um, and elders and elderly couple mission, uh, missionaries as well. And I just, I don't know why but I'm so excited to be in a small town branch. They also have one of the largest areas, uh, boundaries for their branch as well. So needless to say, I'm hoping that when we buy a house, once we get out there in six, uh, within six months of being there, that we'll stay in that branch. You know, maybe that's what God has in store that we set up roots in that branch. But I'm recognizing more and more that God guides us, even when we're not perfectly attending church or perfectly reading our scriptures or perfectly praying every day. He still guides us if we allow him to. And when I started this whole thought process of moving back in January, officially making the statement that we're moving when our leases up here in in Colorado we're moving out of state and we're going to follow the direction of God I, I prayed and I said wherever you want me to be I will go now Michigan was on our short list we had three states that were on our short list Michigan Ohio and Washington well Ohio didn't have very much that my wife would want Michigan I thought we would be too isolated so I went to, I decided on Washington and I felt good about it. And I also had a group of people out there that I had already, you know, gotten to know a little bit. And they were going to be a support for me. And now we're going to this place where, yes, I know, I know these people. Um, one of them may not recognize me and remember me, but I do know these people that are letting us stay in their house. Um, well, not in their house, but in their secondary house that they have. Um, and it's actually a trailer and we're going to be kind of crammed for a little bit there just because of the size of the family versus the size of the trailer. Um, but I'm really excited about it. The more that I think about it and the more that I realize that God's hand is in this, the more excited I get. And that's because I know that I have to follow God and his plan for me. 
So what about everything else? We'll get to that at a later time and on a different recording. I don't know that it will be today, but it will probably be uh, soon that I will do that recording. And uh, yeah, so that's my personal one. So now we'll move on into the next recording and talk about the world and his hand in all things. And no matter how bleak it may seem, we just have to remember that God's hand is in all things. So stay tuned. Just a quick little interlude here, everybody. Just wanted to let you know how the Highland Charity Games event went. We rose it just above $4,500 for the Wounded Warrior Project. So if you were one that sponsored an athlete or just jumped on and donated anonymously or anything like that, I want to thank you. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, it was an amazing turnout. Almost 40 athletes competed and 222 sponsors recorded and everything else. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. And uh, I hope you guys have a great time listening to the rest of the episode. Alright, part two of God's Hand in All Things. Now, I wasn't sure why I was waiting for this to uh, continue to be recorded. Today is still the same day as I've been recording. <clears throat> and, um... <coughs> Sorry, excuse me again. I was... I'm on my lunch break and I uh, looked at Facebook, right? As most of us do on our lunch breaks. Yeah, don't condemn. Um, but what pops up on my newsfeed is those who get civilly married now no longer have to wait a year to be sealed in the temple. God's hand is in all things. So this goes back to the LGBTQ episode too. You know, God has timing for everything and he's here now. He's, he's constantly watching, listening and participating in the lives of everybody in the world. So, with that being said, let's talk about this for a moment. And I'm going to use a, a personal experience again. So, my family, that on my side of my family, I'm the only member of the church. And uh, if you listened to that first episode, you would have gotten that. You would know that. So... When my wife and I got married, we did get married and sealed in the temple, but we had a uh, ring ceremony afterwards, which was so that my family could come and participate in everything else, right? If we would have gotten married civilly, we would have had to wait a year for the uh, sealing. Now, of course, we utilized uh, my wife, a member of my wife's bishopric, for the ring ceremony and that's how we figured out that hey that you know we can do that that's cool that's what is still recommended to do from the church in cases such as ours but if people do get married civilly as soon as they get their temple recommends they can go to the temple and get sealed you no longer have to wait a year 
it's funny because the majority of the world look at church leadership as old men, old white men in suits and ties that are not no longer in touch with the world. And I find that to be completely untrue. Um, our current prophet, President Russell M. Nelson, is a renowned heart surgeon. Um, he has to stay up to date with everything that's going on. You know, he just has to. Not just for his former job that, yes, he's retired from and all of that, but also because he he under he needs to understand and he knows he needs to, he needs to understand the troubles of the younger generation at this time. Um, we can call them millennials. We can call them whatever we want. I'm just going to call younger generation. I myself am 30 years old, so I fall into that younger generation category. But. He doesn't just know these things by reading a newspaper or going online or anything like that. It's also because God keeps him in the loop. This is what needs to happen so that these folks can continue to stay with the gospel and everything else, right? So all of these changes and, and these things that are going on are really preparing us to be better people um, and preparing every generation to be um, able to continue on in service and in their faith and in their growth in the gospel. Let's think about also the whole two-hour church thing and um, a home-centered teaching of the gospel. So my wife and I have three kids, right? Oldest is five, youngest is one. So we have troubles getting to church or staying in classes or whatever. So, like I said before, we're not perfect in studying at home, but we are slowly getting better at it. And what I think is cool, and I finally started looking into the Come Follow Me um, teaching style and how we're supposed to be studying it every week and everything else, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, this is legitimately Sunday school that I can do every day of the week, and I can do family home evening with it with my family once a week and let's say you know I missed out on Sunday school class because of going and you know having to take our one-year-old out or something like yesterday happened for us in church we had to take our child out into the hallway he was just he wasn't having it <coughs> but God knows our struggles and it's funny because, uh, again, I, I use a lot of my own examples and everything, but that's just because that's what I know. I don't sit here and look up for miracles and stuff like that because I need to be looking at even the small miracles in my own life. So use this as you will. You can listen to my stories. You can listen to what I say, and maybe that helps you reaffirm your faith. Or you listen to me and go, man, that guy is crazy. You know, at this point, I'm not here 
doing this podcast to make friends. I'm doing this podcast because I think that the word of the church and the gospel needs to be spread. And people need to know that we're just, we're all just regular people. Yes, there was the Meet the Mormons uh, thing that was out there, the movies and the videos online and stuff like that. But honestly, how many people are going to search out those videos and watch them? Not very many. Now, I have found that a lot of people will listen to a podcast from Joe Schmo, who's not, you know, a high-ranking member of the church, just to see what he has to say. Now, most of the time, those people are going to listen to me and try to poke holes in everything that I say. Others are going to listen just to be like, oh, hey, I've been kind of curious about this, and this guy, you know, he's just Brother Samson, not Elder Samson, or uh, Bishop Samson, or President Samson, or anything like that, right? So they might actually be more inclined to listen. And for those of us that are members of the church, uh, for those of you that are members of the church that listen, I really, really hope that, you know, my words are non-offensive and also bring the spirit. Um, I really hope that that's the case for you. Um, And I always throw this out there. If you have a question that you want answered, uh, if you want a topic to be covered, always feel free to reach out to me on the Facebook page or the Instagram page. Anyways, back to what I'm saying here. Um, So God's hand is really in all things. He loves each and every one of us and he wants us to succeed in life. And he wants us to succeed in returning to him. So that's why he keeps his hand in all things. Even when it seems like he's not listening or not around, I know that he's there. If you have faith in him, he will be there. This is something that I've personally struggled with previously is, you know, praying and not feeling like I'm being heard. Um, but then I started to recognize how he's always there for me and that I realized that he is listening. Sometimes just an immediate answer isn't needed. So yeah, I, I mean, his hand is in all things, all these different changes and announcements and everything that are coming about recently and soon Um, and continuously is because revelation is still here. We still have revelation on the earth. We still have the priesthood on the earth that was restored. I just, I know he's here watching over us. I know he sends the spirit to comfort us and to teach us. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, that he cares for each and every one of us. And that's why he hasn't left us to the wayside. That's why I know that he hasn't said, I'm done here. His work is not finished with us. And therefore, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, our work is not done. We can be the hand of God we can reach out and help those 
in need. So this is my challenge for everybody. Be the hand of God. Reach out and love someone. And if you're struggling with seeing God's hand in your life, look at the small things. Do you have a roof over your head? Do you have a job? Do you have food on your table? And if you don't, are you dying? Are you struggling with something spiritually? Because God's there. He's wanting to reach out, but he needs you to reach out as well. So that's my challenge today. Just look for God's hand in all things and recognize his life in ours and be the hand of God. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to this episode of LDS Popcorn Talk. I am Brother Sampson. And just a few things now. We are now available on Apple Podcasts. So if you've been listening on Spotify or Stitcher or anything like that, let your friends know that we are now available on Apple Podcasts. If they use Apple products, they can now access us. So just have them search for LDS Popcorn Talk. I'm really excited about that because it reaches a wider variety. Also, you can go over to iTunes.com and put in a rating. That would be very, very helpful for us. So seriously, even if you're not using iTunes, go over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating. That'll really help us move up in the charts and get more people to find us and see us um, and get to listening to the podcast. I appreciate everything all of you listeners do for us here. Um, Right now, not taking any donations or anything like that. But if you do want to donate so that we can keep this podcast running, please jump on over to Facebook or Instagram. Search for, uh, at fa- on Facebook, search for Popcorn Talk with Brother Samson. On Instagram, LDS Popcorn Talk. And let me know and we can figure out a way to get a donation or whatever going. Um, but as of right now, it's not a necessary thing. So the biggest thing is go to whatever area you are listening to us and leave us a rating. If it's got a rating option, please five-star review. That would be awesome. I really appreciate you guys listening in, and I hope you have a wonderful and a blessed day.